Hey everyone, welcome to the Reality Podcast. My name is Shuhada, and together with me, my co-host. Hi, I'm Aisha. Hey everyone, I'm Yuslinani. Hello, my name is Badrul. Okay, guys, have you ever heard about United Nations Sustainable Development Goals? Yeah, SDGs. SDGs are also known as the global goals that were adopted by all United Nations member states in 2015 as a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure that all people enjoy peace and prosperity by 2030. Yeah. There is 17 SDGs and it is a vision for improved and more equitable trade as well as coordinated investment initiatives to promote sustainable development across borders. Hmm. Is 17 SDGs different from 8 MDGs? SDGs replaced the Millennium Development Goals MDGs which started global effort in 2000 with 8 goals to achieve which is to tackle the indignity of poverty and hunger, preventing deadly disease and expanding primary education to all children, among other development priorities. Yes, these goals are set up by United Nations Development Program UNDP, to help the developing countries. Great, now I get it. So SDGs come with 17 goals and MDGs comes with 8 goals. Exactly, and today, We will talk about on the fourth SDGs, quality education. COVID-19 is a worldwide pandemic that has very much changed our Malaysian lifestyle that we are used to. To prevent and control COVID-19 at the workplace, individuals at workplace must avoid the three Cs and practice three Ws to prevent the spread of COVID-19 infection. Remember, our war against COVID-19 is not over yet. Even though our senior minister Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri had announced the lifting up of the CMCO to certain states. The pandemic has brought the society closer together from government, frontliners to activists and the public in the war against COVID-19 virus. And #kitajagakita we take care of ourselves has been introduced to the public as a reminder that each individual has own responsibility in helping the community to break the chain of covid-19 let's take our part in preventing the spread by #stayathome #staysafe Let me introduce our guest speaker for today, Mr. Iqbal Makmur. He is a program director from Taylor's College. So, Mr. Iqbal, uh, we would like to hear a little bit about your opinion on the change and the effectiveness of online classes during this pandemic. My name is Iqbal. Right? I'm a program director in Diploma in Business for Taylor's College. Right? So, uh, We have understand that this pandemic is only happen. Uh, it only happened recently, right? In this year, in March, where the entire ec- education, in not only in Malaysia but also the rest of the world, will actually have to switch, right, from face to face to online pedagogy, right? But uh, this kind of switch, or the what we call the paradigm shift from something that we used to for so many years and suddenly we switch to 100% of online of course there will be a few obstacle that at the moment the lecturers are still adopting my uh, in my opinion right to measure effectiveness or the, the measures whether this actually help the student is actually depending on 
the module itself rather than the program, rather than I look at the overall, right? Because some of the module, or we say some of the uh, program, they use the subjects, right? Uh, it can be very engaging, right? When you use the technology, where because the technology are able to record, hence they can do a lot of revisions, right? But some of the module require a lot of practical, a lot of hands-on. Those actually referring to the skill, educations, right? And maybe some of the module required a human interactions, right? So effectiveness, I would not say is 100% effective, right? We need somehow a blend between face-to-face -face as well as the technology. Um, before we get any further into mm. the whole topic, I would like to ask about what are some of the principles or dimensions that make up quality education as a whole and why are they important to be included in the educational sector? Mm. When it comes to the dimensions, right? I believe that every lecture has the different dimensions, right? And for me, my principle of dimensions, I mean like I'm using my own opinion rather than in general, right? Okay, uh, knowledge dimension is still important. Other than that, you have to enhance uh, additional dimensions like uh, skills in terms of uh, social skills, cognitive skills, right? And then your personal is actually play important part, uh, how the lecturers actually communicate with the students. Uh, because these dimensions will actually evolve depending on the who is our students. I cannot use the same dimensions and the same percentage to actually allocate for diff, uh, across a different level of uh, students, right? Because a primary student need a different dimensions, secondary student need a different dimensions, and tertiary need a different dimensions, right? So back to probably maybe I will say that I have a principle when it comes to educations. I believe that when it comes to young, the dimensions of the personal orientations or social skills are actually very important, right? How to develop the character of the student itself. In terms of knowledge, perhaps it's not really much, not really uh, emphasized for the primary student. But when it comes to the secondary, right, then we will actually lesser in terms of the character building, but we add a little bit of knowledge. And then when it comes to tertiary, it's supposed to be they already have a solid characteristics, understanding. And then for us, we actually add on in terms of the knowledge more, right? So this kind of flow will actually uh, dimension that what I actually been practiced, right? Instead of like at the young kids, you actually in, uh, input so much of knowledge, they're unable to absorb everything. Meanwhile, if their characteristic building is actually not really good or solid, they will not understand why they actually have to learn, right? Instead of they are started to learn a memorizing or they are mimicking, I think it's not really a good practices. That is what I understand. And that is actually what I actually encourage uh, when it comes to the young, be more on the character building, 
But when we are older or tertiary level, we are more on the knowledge because we have a solid character building that we actually develop from the young kids. Right? So that's the, my own dimension lah, <laughs> in my own teaching. There are certain places where COVID-19 spreads more easily. They are called the three C's and they should be avoided even as restrictions are being lifted too. But did you know what the three C's are? Number one, crowded places. Avoid crowded places such as assemblies for roll calls and eating together in the canteen. Number two, confined spaces. Confined spaces such as pantries, prayer rooms, common testing rooms, lifts and locker rooms should be limited. Ventilation can be improved by opening the windows at small spaces or rooms. 3. Closed conversation. Meetings or meet-up at workstations should be avoided. Large meetings should be carried out virtually. Moving on to the next topic, Aisha? Do teachers need to emphasize more on the coursework and how as the goal is to enable students to improve their problem-solving abilities, communication skills, critical thinking skills, and decision-making skills? Does mm. uh, that can really help in future, especially in their working field? Okay, so I've been teaching for 10 years, right? In college, assessment is actually very important, right? And depends on the what is the learning outcome of the module. Not every learning outcome of the module is similar. Not every learning outcomes of the module will actually to solve the problem, right? At the beginning of the module and the first semesters, normally most of the learning outcomes is only to create a fundamental, a basic knowledge, right? Whether the students are able to apply. Assessment is actually designed, again, I said it based on the learning outcomes and what is the program or the module are intend to achieve. And how the lectures actually measures the learning outcome is through the marks actually given in the assessment, right? And each of marks actually have a component that to be achieved. If the students are meet about 40% and above, some of says that it's actually a passing rate, right? But in Taylor's, we are looking at 50% and above. And whether this is a genuine measurements, right? Whether these students are actually ready or able, uh, able to solve the problem, right this is a quite subjective rather than these students are 100 percent can solve this problem i think it's quite subjective and also depends on various of element during right whether they actually like the module or don't like the module right that is also another thing public relations is one of the programs offered in UITMS communication established in 1972 here, you can learn corporate creative and production that is designed to prepare you with publications experience and unlimited knowledge. The field of mass communication can be extremely fun and rewarding, especially for those who have a creative mind. Here are some reasons why you should study mass communication. First, gain communication and creative thinking skills. As a mass communication student, you will be groomed to speak up and voice your opinions to present and express your work. You will also be encouraged to challenge conventions and seek new and unexpected solutions. This is crucial in the communication industry 
since you will be able to shape a company's perception and image. Secondly, ability to work in a wide range of careers. The career opportunities for communication graduates are a plenty. Being an excellent communicator is beneficial for any future career. Your communication skills can be used for many industries including advertising, education, management, healthcare, business, publishing, and politics. Immerse yourself in a fun and creative culture. In no industry, you will find 90% of the companies allowing people to wear jeans and t-shirt to work. And yes, even in Malaysia. And unleash the crazy ideas in their head. Let us be honest, this is the real reason why a creative self like yourself is strong in this field. Because you can express yourself. It is like being a child again, but with a salary this time. Hmm. What is your opinion on technology that helps in improving better quality education? Okay, uh, based on my experience, and of course, uh, there is a huge difference uh, between before and after, the, uh, during the pandemic, right? Before the pandemic, we actually are able to, are able to apply my dimensions that I mentioned earlier. Right, are able to interact with the students. Are able to see the uh, what we call practice my skills, interaction skills, social skills, right? And there is more human touch of interactions before. And in fact, during uh, before pandemic, I also engage some technology, but it's not a hundred percent. This uh, technology used only to support the student in certain area. Right, it's not a hundred percent use in their what is it called? Uh, build up the uh, what you call their learning process a hundred percent from beginning of the semester towards the end. Probably we have 14 weeks. Uh, we in Taylor's we actually have one week we call it as an e learning, right? Uh, because we don't want to lose contact, and also we use a lot of blended learning. That means we are using a technology while we are doing face to face as well. Right, uh, so that the student will actually have a guidance from us directly while we are together with them. Right. However, after when the pandemic happened, the problem is that you know we are not by their sides, and they have to be hundred percent independent learning, in terms of man, uh, maneuver the technology, in terms of the using the technology, and bear in mind these students are not technical people right they are will have a lot of a problem on the other hand we also the lectures are not technical people that actually solve in terms of technology problem we have the knowledge we can deliver however the tools probably not really align with our preferences uh, either you are using chalk and talk either you are using a powerpoint either you are using a video display as long there is a someone in front of you, the students actually have the hope, right? So, what about um, their interaction uh, with you during online classes? Uh, very less, unless if I really silent in the class, then they will say, sir, are you talking? Are you, is the computer working? Uh, then only you know that someone is there. I see. Uh, otherwise, if you are just to the talking, you can see that the class is silenced and you would not know whether they're actually looking at you. They're facing, I mean, like they really pay attention because the camera is off, one thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, sometimes the response is actually quite slow, 
right? Uh, it could be a technological error, for example, a communication, uh, internet slowdown, or maybe my, my mic is actually not working and I'm not realized that, right? And the student will not know whether I actually taking break. So you can see that there are a lot of uh, problem, right? I, I wouldn't say that technology is not a good thing, but it's just a technical problem that actually deprive a student from getting a proper learning than what we are expected. Okay, uh, Mr. Iqbal, I have uh, one last question, which is, um, do you agree that uh, quality education is connected to the economic growth in Malaysia? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Educations and economic growth is uh, sitting side by side, is synchronized because education prepares human capital. It is a must. When it comes to the educations, uh, it can be formal and it can be informal. And human capital, by definitions, people always say that in human capital is those who have a skill. And skills normally measured by the education level. And education level means that the numbers of certs or certificate that actually get what kind of the degree that you possess, right? And this is actually a very crucial in economic growth, right? But the question is, you know, which one actually contribute the most? Is it a degree student or is it a those a secondary level? Right? Whether you are moving on the manufacturing to the services side, right? If you always stuck in the services side, that means it's only on the productions, right? There's uh, not much of the growth that actually you can expect in the future. Probably either the growth is uh, sustained, uh, there is no in terms of, uh, you know, expansions, uh, further expansion. At one point, you can see that technology is actually stopped. Technology education is very important, right? That's why those students who are receive a higher education, they can contribute in the research and development and they can enhance the technology rather than the technology is actually stagnant. However, you should not neglect those students who are in, uh, in the skills because some students, are, they are not really academic oriented, right? They are more on the skills basis, right? So these skills basis, they contribute a certain amount. Uh, to the economy. Thank you, Mr. Kibal, for your precious time with us. No problem, my pleasure. Perhaps the information that you share with us is helpful to make our podcast assignment successful. Last but not least, thanks again for your time for having us with you during the IB session. It is an interesting topic for today. We have to encourage our community to share online learning resources that support student learning and well-being during this pandemic. I believe that our job is to boost motivation among each of us by helping everyone in providing quality education for all even in these exceptional times. I really think this topic is really important to help open the discussion between other people about the quality of education. Personally, as a teacher myself, I think education is needed for knowledge of the world around us and changes it into something better. It develops us a perspective of looking at life and it helps us build opinions and have points of views on things in life. Thank you for listening till the end and we hope that all of you could benefit all the information from our guest speaker today. That would be all for this episode and don't forget to tune in to the next reality episode.